0: John, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty good, Benjamin. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. It's a little bit colder than what I like normally, but you know, it's November. What can be expected? I
1: think it feels pretty good. Uh, We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our last show before Thanksgiving break. Uh, Just want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be on the air next week because uh, there are no classes, so we won't be on campus. But uh, thanks for tuning in if you are tuning in, and we'll
0: see you again in two weeks after this show. Fantastic. What's on the docket for today's
1: show? We are absolutely going to talk some NBA basketball with the mm-hmm. Hornets. Uh, got a big nationally televised game tonight. Uh, going to talk some Carolina Panthers, some Wolfpack football, uh, men's and women's basketball for NC State, uh, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, wrestling, swimming. We had a big swim meet uh, mm-hmm. this past week. Rifle and some cross country. So a lot to talk
0: about today. Yep, and let's get that kicked off talking about men's soccer so the ACC tournament didn't go so well for us we lost at home on the first game of the tournament so we were relying on an at-large bid to get into the NCAAs
1: yeah we weren't very optimistic last week on our last show but um, I have to I have to apologize but um NC State, we got the at-large bid. Uh, We're playing number 25 in the nation, Old Dominion, on Thursday. That's the first round of the
0: NCAA championship. And this is the uh, fourth NC State uh, sports program to earn NCAA bids so far. As both, as we'll talk about in a little bit, the men's and women's cross-country earned bids. And the women's have already, they're playing in the tournament. They've played a game in the tournament. The kickoff is for 7 p.m. You can actually watch it live on odusports.com, according to gopack.com. This is the first NCAA tournament team for the men's soccer since 2009. And we haven't had a win since 1994. So this is a long time coming. And we have the new coach, Greg Kiffer. This is his first year, but this isn't new to him. He's been to the NCAAs 11 straight years now.
1: As a coach, yes, because he uh, came over from
0: South Florida where he had 10 straight uh, bids there. So kudos to Debbie Yao for snagging that man. Oh, yeah. Bringing him to NC State men's soccer. Yeah. Noted, uh,
1: what's notable is the winner of the NC State Old Dominion match will play the national seed, number two, Indiana.
0: They have not lost all year. 15 0 and 5. Wow. Okay. Well, hopefully that will uh, work out for us. But yeah, first <laughs> time since 09 in the big dance. I don't know if that's a term in soccer, but hey, it's certainly... Hey, we made it. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get that W. If we get a win for the first time since 1994 in the first year under Greg Kiffer, that is most certainly a successful debut year for the coach. Absolutely. Big step for our programs this year. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're killing it on the field, but also athletes off the field. Uh, senior midfielder Julius Ducharer, Um, he is, mm-hmm. for the second consecutive season, has earned a first-team co-SIDA academic all-district honors. Yeah, he has a 4.0 GPA in business administration, Uh, As a
1: senior playing soccer, D1 level, 4.0 GPA, very impressive. Uh, Shout
0: out to Julius, uh, representing the pack on and off the field. Yeah, that is some fantastic stuff. Well, the men are in the tournament, and we talked about that first because that was like edge of your seat where we're going to get that large bid. But the women have already played in the tournament. Their tournament started there in the NCAAs. They got to the Sweet 16 last year, so a little more success so what happened with the women's soccer earlier this week? We played Arkansas on Sunday. Uh that was a home game actually.
1: It's the uh tenth time in program history and second straight year that we have gotten a win in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. advancing to the second round. We beat Arkansas four to one. Nice. Yeah. Uh Ziara King led the way with two goals on three shots. Um that's just efficient. That's all you can say She's about that. Unstoppable. Yeah. Definitely our our top goal scorer. Um Kia Rankin and Paige Griffiths, they also scored, and Hannah Keo had two assists, and so what, she's our leading assister this year.
0: That's really, yeah, we have some really good players. Uh, the soccer team was recognized at the season opener basketball game we were at, and like mm-hmm. The PA guy specifically recognized Yara King, and I think me and you may have been the only people in that arena that like knew how amazing well, she we, is. We yelled pretty loudly. Yes. We were both like, yeah. I admit, yeah, yeah. she is that just cool. unstoppable. So yeah. what's coming up for the uh, pack in the NCAA tournament? Well, we
1: got Princeton up next. Uh, that's a team that we lost to earlier this season before the ACC That play was our first started. loss. We were undefeated. Uh, it was our first loss, yeah. So we were undefeated when we played them last. Uh, it's going to be at a neutral field hosted by UNC at Wake Med Soccer Park. And that is set
0: for Friday at two thirty. That's neutral in air quotes because Princeton fans aren't still going to be home. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's still it's it's close enough. We're going to have a good home crowd. The Pack's going to show out for that one. So we're looking forward to that game. We'll keep you up to date. Right, if we win that game, that's going to be our second straight trip to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, and that is really good because the program has this the most success we've seen in the program since what nineteen ninety six. Yeah, nineteen ninety six exactly. Mm -hmm. So moving on to more NCAA tournament stuff the women's cross-country team, they got an automatic bid because they won the Southeast Regional earlier this week. Yeah, uh, the
1: NCAA championships, they're set for Saturday, November 18th. Uh, we are number five in the nation. Uh, we mm-hmm. edged number 12, Furman, by 15 points. We posted a score of 68, which if you've been listening to our show, you know that low scores in cross-country yep. are good scores. 68, if you're below triple digits, you're likely
0: going to win. That's a solid meet. Yep, and... uh I think it's your top five finishers, that's how you're scored. Their numbers are just added up. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, red red redshirt freshman Dominique Clermonti was the pack's top top finisher. She finished fifth individually in the meet. She's unbelievable. Every single meet she seems to be finishing first, second, or
1: third for us. Uh, Usually top 20 at the meet no matter where she is. Uh, Redshirt freshman, I mean, she's just a solid runner. Also, Ellie Haynes right behind Dominique Clermonti.
0: Only a second behind. She finished sixth in 20 minutes, 24 seconds. Yeah, so running as a mini-pack there. Other finishers in the top five for NC State were Beth Tay, Rachel Kuhn, and Ryan Fraser, Frazier for yeah. the women's. and they finished um, they, 16th and 33rd, Rachel Kuhn and Ryan Frazier. Oh, uh, yes, and uh, so the women's won that, got the automatic bid, but the men's, they finished fourth at the Southeast Regional, so they had to also, like the soccer team, they had to wait for an at-large bid, and they were awarded that at-large bid 1 of 13 for the NCAA Nationals that are coming up on November 18th. I mean, yeah, we're a solid team, honestly. Maybe not as
1: dominant as the women's team, but we definitely deserve to be at the National Championships. Um Finished 4th at the Southeast Regional. Right, yeah. I mean, we could definitely compete. Ian Shanklin, um, he finished 1st out of our runners in the 10K, 19th overall Aubrey Meyer uh 29th, Patrick Sheehan 31st and Joe Bistrich, 33rd and Ben Barrett 55th. So our top 5 were all in the top 55. I think that's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good to finish 4th at the meet. So again as we just mentioned, the uh, NCAA Nationals is going to be this Saturday, November 18th. That's a, that's this Saturday, right? Yes, that's okay. this Saturday. In at Louisville and they've had they've already I think that's where the ACC Championships were also hosted which you know the Pac women won for the 23rd time so that was really really yeah cool. they also got <laughs> recognized at the football game yeah. which was nice when those non-revenue sports get that recognition like they do on pack is life sports show Exactly. Our non-revenue sports, honestly, are a lot better than our main revenue sports, meaning men's basketball and football. We've had four seasons coming to a close, and all four teams in the men's and women's cross-country and soccer have been at least competing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they're in the NCAA tournament. If we could get the men's basketball team in the NCAA tournament every year... I think it's possible. I think it's possible this year and every year that
1: Kevin Keats is the coach. But we'll talk about that later. Right now, we're going to move on to Rifle. Mm Mm-hmm. Number 11 in the country, we shot a season high score in our win over the Citadel, which of course is a military school, so beating a military school at shooting, I mean, there's probably nothing that we can do wrong right now.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was an aggregate score, a total score, because your small bore competition, which small bore is just a twenty-two rifle, and then your air rifle, and they're shot at different distances, so a total score of 4,654... To the Citadels, 4,574. So for that many That's points. That's pretty close, honestly. That was a really close yeah. match right there. I can say match with rifle, right? Yes. Yeah, a okay. rifle match. So it's not yeah. a game. So a shoot, <laughs> a match, there right. you go. So yeah. Season high in the small bore competition. So the rifle is killing it. Moves on. The record is now 6-4 and four on the season. Uh, the Bulldogs are 4-12, and 12, so... <laughs> Uh, we're lucky to get that win. Military school, but <laughs> yeah, the Citadel is
1: actually traditionally good at rifle. Yeah. Uh, we return to action this Sunday, November 19th. Uh, We're taking on North Georgia. Uh, That is slated to begin at 1 p.m. inside Reynolds Coliseum. So come out and support the pack. Yeah, especially if you've never been to a
0: rifle uh, competition. I never have. I, and am, and I feel kind of guilty right it's now. It's on my bucket but, list. It's yes. right up near the top. Mm-hmm. But moving on to other non-revenue sports... Men's, women's swimming and diving, this past Heck weekend, yes. hosted three times, well, in the men's, three-time defending national champion, the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, the
1: men's, uh, Texas, their men's team is number one, their women's team is number two. Um, we upset the number one ranked men's swimming team of Texas yeah. in a big time meet. I mean, we're ranked number five. They're the three-time defending national champions. Um We won 176 to 116, but our women were defeated 184 to 116. But um, overall, it was a great meet, honestly. Yeah. From what uh, I heard, I wasn't able to go. But, yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, Ryan Held, uh, just mentioning that, he won both the 50 and the 100 free. Uh, He swam the second fastest 50 free time that was uh, has been swam this season in the entire country. Yeah, and, of a, course, he does have the ACC record.
0: Yeah, I think his record's like 18.58, which is... That's unreal, man. That is ridiculous to swim yeah. 50 meters in that short amount of time. Uh, a uh, quote from head coach Brandon Holloway, quote, Our guys are known to be very, very passionate. Whether it's a great thing for us or it hurts us, we wear our heart on our sleeves every single time we compete. When you have the national champions come to your house... You want the best out of yourself and each other. So they know if they're going to inch closer to the big one in March, they're going to have to go through teams like Texas. And the passion took over today for those guys. So the men beat the number one Texas. Uh, the diving also performed very, very well with the team of Coleman Stewart, Jacob Malachek, and uh, Ryan. Wait, no, that's the relay team. That's the relay team. That's not right. the diving team. Yeah. So with the, the relay team uh, of the different events that NC State, the relay team in men's won the 200 medley. Uh, Anton Ibsen in his last home meet, swimming meet, swimming in a, a Casey Auditorium there. He won the 1,000 and the 500 free. What are some of the other swimmers in their times?
1: Uh, well, Hennessey Stewart won the 200 backstroke, Justin Rest, the 200 freestyle, Jacob Molisek took first place in the 100 backstroke. Mm-hmm. Andreas Vizaios won the two fly, and Patrick Schwarzenbach won the 200 breaststroke. So uh, doing very well. Uh, we swept all of the 200-stroke uh, events, which is a, v- a very good sign, honestly, and also won the 100 backstroke.
0: stroke. Now on to diving. It was um, the men's diving had a really strong night. James Brady, Stewart, Spendball, and Harrison Mitchell, and they all, they all earned uh, NCAA zone qualifications on their one-meter board thanks to scores of 352, 333 and 323 and uh Brady was actually named the uh men's diver of the week yeah. as well as Held was the swimmer of the week in the ATC. Yeah, Ryan Held swimmer of the week
1: uh you know probably going to get swimmer of the year. I mean, we're going to see yeah. him in Tokyo just like we saw him in Rio. Really excited uh for what he's going to do for us honestly. As well as Justin Rest when mm-hmm. to... So we had uh Ress' his stroke is the backstroke. and he we won had the three freestyle. swimmers combined to win the 50 100, 200 500 and one thousand freestyle yeah so all the the five shortest distances for freestyle uh NC state swept on the men's side an unreal performance
0: honestly yeah it was yeah. a great and like Ibsen that's his last uh and also uh Stewart that's those two guys are not going to swim again in Casey auditorium I think they're graduating at the end of this semester right so right. up next for the pack, the NC state men's women's swimming and diving. They will travel to Columbus and they will play in the Ohio... Swim in the Ohio State Invitational on November good 17th catch, catch. through 19th at the McCorkle Aquatic Scent Pavilion. It's a pavilion, not a coliseum. Right. right. <laughs> Reference to last week. Right, yeah. hey. All yeah. right. So <laughs> moving on to volleyball, what's the latest and the greatest of the pack volleyball? Uh, well, we finished the season undefeated at home in ACC
1: play. Uh, we... Uh, we beat. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we beat Clemson three to one mm-hmm. uh, at home. Uh, that tied the program record with 13 ACC wins. Uh, Bree Bailey, Tenny Sopatan and Julia Brown had 16, 15, and 13 kills uh, respectively in that match. Pretty dominant. NC State won the first set, dropped the second, and then won the last two. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: also played Georgia Tech over the weekend, and they swept won, them. Yeah, three to zero, and I think that set the program record. For the most 3-0 sweeps in the ACC, and we haven't even. Or
1: it's also the record uh, purely just for ACC wins on the really? season. Yes,
0: nice, yes, nice. So the volleyball, despite starting zero for five, you know, I've been hyping them up all season.
1: season. Yeah. I told you guys,
0: the record is not as good as they are. Yeah, they yep. finished on a tear, and so they no doubt have. They have the ACC tournament coming up, and they no doubt will have the NCAA tournament after that. A lot of momentum uh, heading into. The Postseason for them, yeah, and uh, Pac was recognized. Julia Brown won ACC, uh, player of the week, and it's the third straight week that an ACT, ACC player has taken that honor.
1: Yeah, uh, we travel to Louisville on Friday at seven. Uh, that is to play the team, we are tied with them at the top of the ACC. And that's going to be, I'm pretty sure to decide the the top seed in the ACC tournament. So, so that will be. That, I think that's our last home game, or not our last home game, our last regular season game before
0: postseason begins. That is fantastic. Well, that's all we have for the non-revenue sports. We're going to keep you updated with the men's and women's basketball. Women's basketball played this week. They went 2-0, and opened the week with a 64-44 to win over Jacksonville
1: yeah uh 64 to 44 pretty dominant uh didn't really shoot the three the way that we can as mm-hmm. a team honestly But we did last season we were really good from the outside e- exactly yeah uh still um still a dominant win i mean that's what you're going to get most of the time with these early season games but uh chelsea nelson led the way uh 24 points on 9 of 12 shooting, shooting 75 gracious. percent from the field uh, Akela Mays scored 15. Kayla Ely, she had 10 rebounds to go along with 6 points. NC State was only up 29-24 at halftime, but in the third quarter we went on a 13 nothing run. Pushed our lead to 18 and Mm -hmm. Jacksonville
0: didn't get within 12 for the rest of the game. Yeah. So the women's basketball is doing, they're picking up right where they left off last season. Oh yeah. They had another game. Uh, they won 73 to 49 on Sunday. Yeah. That was over Davidson. Uh, both of these games, home games, by the way,
1: uh, lucky Rudd. She led the way with a career high 21 points. Yeah. That's a cool name. Uh, Chelsea Nelson, uh, followed up her career high with another 15 points. Uh, Kay Crutchfield had 11, and Akella Mays had 10 points on five shots. So So.
0: incredible efficiency for these women's basketball
1: players. Yeah, looking very efficient. Uh, Lucky Rudd added some shooting. Uh, This game hit a lot more threes, a lot greater percentage from the field. Uh, This was a lot more dominant of a win than against Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't stop there because tonight at 7 o'clock they're hosting uh, UNC Asheville in Reynolds Coliseum.
1: Yeah, looking to start three and zero. That's yeah, like
0: Benjamin said, tonight
1: at seven, UNC Asheville. Uh, we play again on Friday against South Alabama, and that is at seven p.m. on Friday. So come out to Reynolds Coliseum, the best uh, basketball stadium other than Cameron Indoor Stadium, in what? my opinion. Uh, and I haven't been to e- Cameron. Okay, Cam- Cameron's the best. It's small. It's it's packed. It's loud. Like, um, I'm pretty sure only 10,000 people fit in there, so it's about half the size of Carter-Finley. Yeah. But you get the sound of Reynolds oh, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, Yeah. yeah. You know what I meant. You yeah, know what I meant. A, mean.
0: a, <laughs> a lot more people get into Carter-Finley.
1: A lot more people get the Carter-Finley. We Finley. should play basketball but, there. That would be cool. Yikes, no. Basketball outside, never a good idea. That's but what yeah. the real ballers do, John. <laughs> so, support the pack tonight. UNC Asheville at 7, South Alabama at 7 on Friday, both of those games in Reynolds Coliseum.
0: And um, as we've been waiting for all year, the men's basketball finally started back up. Uh, You and I went to the game versus Virginia Military Institute to open the season on Friday. Yeah, VMI, they always have a lot of fans,
1: honestly, as most military schools do. Uh, we had some guys who were actually on the basketball team last year who graduated sitting right in front of us. Yeah. It's so like, talking with that it was a little interesting.
0: They knew all the players on VMI, but uh, VMI was overmatched. They really didn't have a chance the whole game. NC State came out of there with a dominating victory. I think that was 106. 102, 102 to 67. 67, we won by yeah. 35
1: points, yeah. Um, all five of our starters were in double figures. Uh, we scored very efficiently, honestly. And the biggest difference in this game from last season was the full-court press. Yes. Which if you've watched any of our games this season, you know, if you watched UNCW last season, you know how Kevin Keats yeah. likes to press the ball. Um, it doesn't matter who we have in the game, whether it's Al Freeman and Markel Johnson, whether it's LeVar Batson, now uh, Braxton Beverly even. Yes. As long as we have those two guards. Speaking and of those, Braxton
0: Beverly. Speaking of Braxton
1: Beverly, he is eligible, by He's the way. He's been
0: freed, guys.
1: Granted a waiver by the NCAA to play. Um, that's exciting. I didn't think he was going to play because he got the waiver about thirty minutes before the game even started. Oh, he's ready to play. But, I mean, I knew he, he was, was ready. I just yeah. didn't know if uh, Coach Keats was going to. Um, I'm pretty sure he only had two points,
0: but yeah. I mean, you know, I think he was like one for five from three. And he's he's six. He's six foot. So he's. I'm looking forward to he watching works him. a lot for yeah. his shots. Yeah, he yes. is. He looks like he'll be a really fun player to watch. And the NCAA, good job for not being uh a uh, terrible it's a long
1: time they're still terrible they're still terrible (laughs) well in this
0: instance they were reasonable people (laughs) which was very very uncharacteristic of the NCAA more stats from VMI uh Alaric Freeman had 17 points eight
1: rebounds Torin Dorn had 16 points Leonard Freeman had 15 points and eight rebounds Markell had 14 points and nine assists and Yurtseven had 13, seven rebounds and four blocks. Honestly, I was a little bit disappointed in Yurtseven. He was the same player. People he was. give Yurtseven way too hard of a time. I'm but just going to go out and say that he
0: was he was. A, he, I didn't see any improvement. He he just doesn't. He he's seven feet, and he was playing against a very physically overmatched team, and he didn't physically overmatch any of the people guarding him. And I don't think VMI had a player taller than six nine. And they were not nearly as physically large as some of our players. I think it's it's less about his height and it's more about his style
1: of play. When you watch Amir, he's he's a good jump shooter. Yes, he can
0: shoot the three. I mean, Just like he shot. doesn't
1: shoot the three, he's really good for mid range. He's really good at hook shots. Mm-hmm. NC State really plays outside in. We're a guard heavy team. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Markel Johnson driving. We got Levar bats driving. We got Torin Dorn driving. Al Freeman driving. We got all these athletic good. Uh, good shooting guards Yerzavin
0: Sam hunt too I don't know
1: maybe oh, Sam hunt yeah. he's more of he's a, the best
0: shooter on the team oh no I, doubt no yeah. doubt
1: I mean until we see Braxton start to hit some more shots Sam Hunt is definitely the best shooter on the team um it's just it's hard for yerzavin to get spacing considering how how much of our offense involves driving to the basket and I think a lot of times you see yerzavin
0: catch the ball um and he's getting double teamed I'll tell you where I like, and that was something he he got double teamed versus VMI, and you I just got to learn that, how to pass out yeah. of it. It's it not, never happened to him last year. Yeah, there was no reason to. But I, when we get Abu back, and we have this with Freeman, but just running this high low offense, put Freeman or Abu on the low post, put Yurtsevin at that free throw line area. And if you don't guard him there, he will turn around and hit that 16-foot jumper. Oh, no doubt. And I think that's lethal. how we need to use him. Yeah, yeah. Abu can hit that shot, too. I, d- it's, I think I see what you're talking about. Fans yeah. want the 7-footer to be are, physical. They're
1: way too hard on him, though. I hear people yelling at him, calling him like not nice words. At the game all the time, just because, Not a like, classy move because, state fans. I know, I it really ticks me off, honestly. Yeah, he's your own player, just, but yeah. yeah,
0: he's a good player, he's our own player. Um, he's also quiet and reserved, which is it, it just puts off that kind of that Jay Cutler feel that he doesn't care as much, and I don't think that's true. Plus, but, he's only a sophomore, yeah, he played a different
1: style of game his entire career in high school coming from Turkey. State fans need to cut him a break, and I feel like nobody does. Nobody does. They they choose to ignore his good plays and focus on just his bad plays. Yeah, and he's a lot better defensively this year. Oh, no year. doubt. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he blocked four shots against VMI. But uh, we should move on to talking about Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. That was the win on Sunday. Um, I honestly was not impressed by that game. That was a
0: little bit closer of a game. Uh, it was a score. Uh... We actually led by 21 at the half. But
1: we were down early. We used a, a large run at the end. Uh, Markell, we were down 12 in the first half. Yeah, we were down point. 12 in the first. Uh, actually, that was that was against Bryant. Oh, we were okay. down 12 in the first half. But Charleston Southern, uh, they were matching us bucket for bucket, and they weren't even shooting that well. They are just getting a lot of offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, midway through the first half, Markell took a really hard foul on a fast break and I think got us a little fired up. And Mm -hmm. uh, number 24 for Charleston Southern, he started talking a little trash, uh, complaining to the ref. We just started, at that point, we just got angry. I remember Markell had like a fast break dunk that fired us up, and he hit that beautiful three at the buzzer, if you were there or if you were watching, uh, to double their
0: score at halftime. And that's something Markell has added to his game this year that we didn't see. A jump shot, yeah. Yeah. We didn't see that a lot from him last year, but this year he's not forcing it. He's taking it when it's there, and with him running the offense— that's when NC State basketball is really at its best.
1: I think the biggest surprise this season is Alaric Freeman. How good he is at scoring. Even when he's, I mean, a lot of people think he pushes for his shots too much, that he's, you know, not really moving the ball as much as he should as a guard. But, I mean, he scored uh, 17 in the first game, 18 in the second game, and then uh, 15 in the third game. So he's averaging, like, around 16 points a game. Yeah. I just, I think he's our, I think he's
0: our best guard at automatic offense. The thing, here's my uh, take on Freeman. Okay. I, what I like from him is his just his craftiness to score. He's not really flashy athletically. He's not Markel right. Johnson or Levar bats. He's not gonna like just jump out of the gym and just scare you that way as an athlete. But he, mm-hmm. he's always so calm on offense. Like he never looks rattled or or just overly like excited when he has the ball. He's just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to score. He or really do something reminds good. me of yeah. Nicholas
1: Batum, who plays for the Hornets. Yeah. But, um, I get
0: just that. Just the way yeah. he's very
1: patient on yes. offense. You know, he's not yeah, super bad transfer. Like he's he's said. seen it all before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Batum, I mean, if you watch the way he plays, he takes what the game gives him. Mm-hmm. I think Freeman sometimes looks a little bit more for his shot, but he's really good for mid range. He's really good at step backs, and he's really good at getting to the free throw line. Yes. Which he's probably one of our best free throw shooters.
0: What I didn't right like as much was when we ran that press, we weren't as effective with Freeman out there. He just didn't have the, the foot speed. That I, I do agree with Markell you there. Mark Johnson yeah. or LeVar bats On defense, when we ran that uh, diamond. More so, of a half-court defender, Eller yeah. Freeman is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, he's not he's not bad on defense. He's just right. not Mark Johnson and LeVar bats. Exactly. LeVar bats yes. was really good on defense, although he almost got crossed over a couple times. That's probably going to happen more this season, but I love it when when you know, a freshman's that aggressive once he got in the game. Mm-hmm. He has a little hitch in his jump shot. Hopefully, maybe that can get fixed a little LeVar, bit.
1: LeVar, his shot form is fine. If you saw... I mean,
0: if Lonzo can do what he does... Lonzo's not doing it that well right now. Lonzo's L- fine. I think Lonzo's he's fine, too. Fine. But Bats is really, really good on defense and the a great The thing about athlete. LeVar's
1: shot, meaning LeVar Bats, is that he um, gets off the ground yeah. a lot. He jumps, like, probably a foot in the air... And it, it gives him a lot of added height on his jump
0: shot. So I'd love, I like the way he's shooting. The minus to that is when his knees get tired towards the end of games, his shot's not going to be as effective. So he's not the most efficient, but I think he'll be fine.
1: I think that's the, the beauty of just having so many guards and yeah. being so deep on offense.
0: Yeah, right and now. Keats was substituting really, really quickly. Exactly. Like two minutes into the game, there were two guards coming in. Yeah, I think that's. I just I love that style
1: of play, honestly.
0: It's fun to watch
1: as a fan. It's not fun when your team's getting pressed. Yes. Which it makes the other team focus more on breaking the press than it does about how can we get the best shot.
0: And we switched it up too. Our most effective was when we ran the full court one, two, one, one, like a trap. That was the most effective defense. Like trap in the front corners. Yeah, trap in the front corners. But we did change it up because you don't want them to figure out how to beat it. And so you you, they did the two, two, one and they did half court traps in there. So And even the full court press, as long as you don't give up layups, it's always effective because even if they break it, they're 10 seconds into their shot clock, and they're behind when they're trying to run their offense.
1: Yeah, Charleston Southern, uh, their coach even said like the hardest part about playing NC State was that they changed up their press probably mm-hmm. every four minutes. Yeah. Every time they, they got comfortable with breaking it, NC State would switch it up a little bit. I yeah, think, and they were all
0: effective. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I love about this team. It stems... It's offense from our defense. It's yeah. not defense from our that offense. That's something that
0: never happened under Mark Gottfried. Yeah, I I agree.
1: And I love Gottfried. Yeah, you know, I do. He I do did, did like a lot well. for our program, taking us to the tournament. But Kevin
0: Keats, um, whole another style of play. And I, I love it right now. I love now. it. Yeah. So we hosted—so uh, we won versus Charleston other So we hosted Bryant, uh, I think it was last night, right? Yeah, Torin Doran. Uh, we actually got off to a rough start, I'm just going to say— uh, they were,
1: Bryant was shooting the lights out of the gym. I think they started 10 for 10 from the field. What? Yeah, 10 wow. for 10. They were up 21 to 10 on us. And then uh, we came back and took a 10-point lead at halftime. Torin Dorn had 26 points in the game, 15 in the first half, including a really nasty alley-oop from Markel Johnson. No, I saw that. Yeah, Markel had his first double-double of the season, uh, 10 points, 10 assists. More to come from him as far as Oh, that more goes. to come, absolutely. Like I said, he's going to... Attack the basket. He's going to get his steals and he's going to get his assists. A true point guard. He really is. He's the motor of our offense. Yes. And I think like when you see Levar bats uh, kind of being overshadowed by Markel, it's honestly. And I'm not really comparing the players. It's the way that uh, Markel was overshadowed by Dennis Smith last yeah. year. Now
0: I mean, Markel not- is a killer on defense. You just look at his eyes when he's on defense. We were like near the floor, and he was just a shark in the water. He gets his offense from his defense, much like the rest of this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love watching him play. Yeah, I do too. And, I mean, overall,
1: we ended up winning by 21 points, uh, 96 to 75. Uh, Markell, like I said, had a double-double. LeVar Batts had four steals and a couple assists in the press. Uh, Leonard Freeman had a career-high 20 points. Al Freeman had 15 again. Yeah, it's great to have Leonard Freeman back from injury. He is one of the best rebounders in the ACC, bar none. Mm -hmm. He is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Darius Hicks scored double digits for the first time in his career. He's going to be definitely playing significant minutes until Abu comes back. And then uh, 10 points, 5 rebounds for him. NC State, 14 steals over 24 turnovers overall forced this yeah. game, even though Bryant was shooting over 50%. Yeah,
0: and that's a lot of times what you'll see with press like that because when you do break it, you do get good shots. So they'll shoot well, but then also have a lot of turnovers, and you're probably going to see that more from NC State as the season goes on. So the pack is 3-0, and They have a game coming up on Thursday night, Um, and so uh, I think that they play uh, Presbyterian at PNC. Yes, that is tomorrow night at PNC Arena,
1: and then uh, got a little short break, but then we travel to the Bahamas for the Battle for Atlantis to play number 3 Arizona on Wednesday. I wish I was going to the Bahamas. I do, too. Uh, that's going to be a fun matchup. DeAndre Ayton, one of the best young centers in the league. Definitely a one-and-done. Yeah, Definitely a first-round draft pick. Uh, as well as Alonzo Trier, uh, mm-hmm. their small forward. He's, yeah, Arizona always recruits he's well. a He's a walking bucket. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch. I don't expect to win. I just want the Wolfpack to compete. I love that term, a walking a bucket. A walking bucket. That's that was just, Dennis Smith Jr., that, that, Tony... Uh, yeah, TJ no, Warren. I, I wouldn't say Dennis is a walking bucket because, Uh-oh. like... he's he just, a, he's a bucket waiting to happen, man. Well, <laughs> it's like, it's certain kinds of players that you call a walking bucket. Like, you call KD a walking bucket, but you don't call LeBron a walking bucket. You know what I mean? You don't call Kawhi a walking bucket. So Giannis is a walking bucket. What
0: you're saying is if scoring... scores, scorers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. I, I just learned that... The term yeah. today. That's that's really <laughs> that's cool. just what I say. I don't know what everybody else says, but all right, so that's allen walking bucket. Oh yeah, he didn't yeah. play very well. Mm-hmm. I hate to give Duke through props. I don't like Allen as much as I used to. <laughs> but Not anyway, many people do, but moving on to football, we had two straight losses to two uh top ranked teams in Clemson and Notre Dame, and kudos yeah. to you. Before the before we even had that two game stretch, you you said here on the yeah, show— yeah I hate that I was right yeah you said we were either going to win both or lose both and uh, you know it's it's fine it's still a successful football season we're not in the playoff but that would that was really like overachieving if we ever got into the playoff but our season really would have been lost if we had uh, lost to Boston College which this we weekend didn't. which we didn't yeah seven, seven and three. <laughs> Whew. 17 to 14 we beat Boston College you knew it was going to be a close game and a low scoring game just because of the two defenses that were coming into play exactly it was nice to see Naeem Hines healthy and playing very well I wish we had that player versus Clemson but you know injury limited him and I think that would have helped a lot but yeah I'm I'm glad we had him back because
1: our passing game was severely limited I mean Finley started out seven for 20 with an interception under 100 yards it just it wasn't a good start and then we were up 10 to seven with the ball and called like a, a trick play that just it didn't work like Finley got hit as he was throwing a backwards pass the ball bounced like 20 yards BC picked it up I think that was uh
0: Samuel throwing it back to Finley that was Sam okay
1: yeah, yeah my mistake that was Samuel throwing it back to Finley. he got hit right as he was throwing it that basically gave Boston College a really short field they took the lead 14 to 10 but then uh we just marched right back down the field was yeah. it Jill and Samuel who got the touchdown I think to win so. the game yeah I think so. It sounds like something J. Sam
0: would do if we're being it, well, honest. It, yeah, it was it was Jalen Samuel. So but. coming up on Saturday, we are hosting well no, we're not hosting. We're going to the Wake Forest right. Demon Deacons. Uh underrated most, team. Yeah. Most of my mom's family went to Wake Forest, including my grandpa was a professor there. All four of his kids, okay. including my mom, went to Wake Forest. Yeah. So, I've always Nothing liked against Wake, Wake Forest. Yeah, I don't yeah. have anything against them mm-hmm. other, like, other than their, their demons. They're playing us this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're playing us this week. They're ball eligible. They're 6-4 and four under Coach Dave Clawson. They played Notre Dame pretty tough. So I'm not, like, I think a lot of people are going to look at that name, Wake Forest, and go, oh, we should get that W right away, man. That should be easy. And it's, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think we will win the football game, but Wake Forest also has a really good defense. They played Notre Dame pretty tough. What do you expect coming into that game?
1: I, I expect a game in the 20s, maybe the 30s. Because, I mean, you look at John Walford. Yeah. He's been having a great season. and uh, I think
0: he's a four-year starter for Wake Forest. He is a four-year starter. And
1: they um just having a great senior season. they got a good receiving core. It's going to really challenge our secondary. Um, I like this to be a high-scoring game. I like Finley to get his in this game. You know, yeah. throw three or more touchdowns. Running game over 200 yards, something like that. But by no means a blowout win. Yeah, I expect it to be close, Wake and Forest I would not be surprised team. if Wake Forest uh, upset us this weekend.
0: It would very upset me if they did that. <laughs> but I would, I, yes, I like you would not be super super surprised, and it would kind of be an NC State thing to do. A side note: uh, we can
1: no longer get into the ACC championship game because uh, Florida State lost to Clemson. And Clemson is done with conference play. Yeah. They have one loss. We need one do have thing. FSU
0: one thing, and you couldn't give it to us. Well, to be fair, their quarterback is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, he's an 18 year old freshman. He should still be in high school. Don't mean age-wise. he's not bad.
1: Okay. <laughs> Marvin well, Bagley, 18 years old, putting up 25 and 10 at Duke.
0: Well, he's he might be the next best, like the next big thing in the NBA. But
1: you can't use age as an excuse. I'm,
0: I'm messing with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it should <laughs> have been DeFran, DeAndre Francois's team this year. And no doubt. That's what goes to show you when you lose your quarterback. That's what happens, especially to Florida State. And Clemson has a cupcake, and then South Carolina, like they do every single year at the end of the season.
1: We could get into the Citrus Bowl, maybe the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance that Virginia Tech may be taken over us to play the lo. We could even play the loser of the SEC championship game, which is going to be Alabama, Auburn or Georgia. So mm-hmm. if we went out and uh, Virginia Tech loses a couple games, Let's say Auburn goes to the SEC championship game and beats Georgia. We could be playing Georgia. I in a would bowl really, game. really love to see that because I'm tired of seeing War Alabama. Eagle, baby. Auburn is going to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and they're going to win the SEC and go to the playoff with two losses. I'm calling it now. I've actually been calling it all season
0: long, just not on this radio all show. All right, all right. War Eagle <laughs> bandwagon. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, I like I like Auburn too because you know I don't like Alabama. So that's what <laughs> college football. Moving right along the Carolina Panthers yeah, were speaking on primetime of Auburn, football the Monday night. Yeah, the best uh player in Auburn's football
1: history. Sorry, Bo Jackson, um led the Panthers sorry. to a forty five yeah. to twenty one win over the Dolphins. That was just truly dominant. Um
0: their Panthers looked really good. Yeah. That was over three hundred yards rushing to say the least. It, that's what surprised me. It yeah. was the running game that surprised me. When you see Cam Newton playing well, that never surprises me. Exactly. I'm, I'm one of his yeah. biggest fans. But uh, the, the week before, Jonathan Stewart was nothing short of terrible. He had a game that he had uh, interception. I think it was like five carries and one yard and two fumbles. Yeah, and then earlier in the year, he had, Cam had an interception that went right through Stewart's hands that we lost. Mm-hmm. So there, there's been games that Jonathan Stewart, I even questioned, like, did we trade the wrong veteran when we traded Kelvin Benjamin? Like. Yeah but Jonathan Stewart redeemed himself over 100 yards on I think 17 carries versus uh Miami Dolphins defense that has Jay Cutler but their defense is actually pretty good traditionally.
1: Yeah, uh Nadama Su, uh Kiko Alonzo, Ray Maluga. Poor Kiko Alonzo. Christian McCaffrey just just Dude, diced Christian him McCaffrey up. is the best small like small like player. That is like at blocking you you know what I'm saying like, I know what you're saying out of like the small backs or receivers like uh amandola uh Darren sproles christian McCaffrey McCaffrey is the best blocker that i've seen unbelievable at yeah. pass protection that touchdown to Funches in the first half I think he blocked one guy right he, into the yes. other he I was just, amazing and oh I, my
0: gosh every like it, it was, was so a time happy. when I just really you resented that pick a little bit, but you know. Jerry Richardson likes the players that put forth the effort. Not yeah, I, just I the agree. Skill. And I, I roasted Jerry rid- Richardson two weeks yeah. ago, but I mean, I love,
1: I love this draft pick. We, we got
0: rid of KB because he didn't put forth the effort. Yeah, and we kept Devin Funchess. We could have switched those guys because they're similar players. I'm glad we kept Funches. Oh man, yeah, Funchess, Funchess is lights works out. his tail off, and he actually had a. He's faster than we give him credit for because he hit over 20 miles an hour on that screen pass. But I we know. Can throw a screen pass to a 6'4 receiver. For some reason they said he was 6'3. When he came out of Michigan, I thought he was six five. He gets shorter every year. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> but the Panthers' offense looked really good. Yeah. And it's part of it's just Cam running the ball. Calling on those it, yeah. draw yeah. plays up the middle.
1: I mean, we remember that uh the sixty-nine yard run that he had, uh, he actually went got over twenty miles per hour on that too, the fastest run by a quarterback this season. Uh, did a little dance when he got tackled at the end. Uh, Uh, 95 rushing yards on the game on
0: eight carries. That's when the Panthers are the best. He's on
1: pace to set his career high for rushing yards this year, a season after people were saying Cam has to change his game and stop running the ball.
0: We did. We were trying to change Cam's game, and I think now we can all see it was a mistake. I think we can all
1: see that he was just injured. That too. Yeah. Because Denver just, just...
0: well, Den- Denver
1: started it and yes. then he just kept getting but he got more hurt injured that game. throughout the Yeah. Yeah.
0: But now he's healthy and he's running the football and he's running angry and he's running with swagger. And I'm telling you, the dab is coming back. Cam is gonna pop up from a run. And Why he's do we want dab. the dab? It just reminds us of the lost super no, Bowl. It That's all it reminds you me of. You gotta dab, John. You just gotta dab no. it out. When no. Cam dabs, I will lose my mind. My brain will explode. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna doubt. I'm telling you, this season it's not a big deal. It's it's a huge deal. It's, okay. It's what right. it what it's what propelled the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Stop and if it. If it weren't for Von Miller, and and stop it. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. <laughs> the, the most surprising thing die. in this game. Look, Cam Bernardus yes. Payne had a couple of carries. He had a touchdown. Stewart 110 yards. McCaffrey had a a touchdown on the ground and through the air. Our backfield right now, I mean, we just lost Curtis Samuel, who's a receiver slash running back. Yeah,
0: that was really, really tragic. Yeah, that, that
1: was sad, man. He he dropped the touchdown. He'd been having a great game. Yeah. And then it was uh, his best game prevented so the far. interception and just got his ankle rolled. And I mean, he's got ligament damage, so he's gonna be done for the season.
0: Yeah. But part of the reason we traded Calvin Benjamin was to get a faster faster players out on the field. And the yeah. main dude was Curtis Samuel, and we were seeing immediate dividends from that trade. The the running game is way better. Because mm-hmm. let's not forget, we went 15 and one when KB missed the year. We had one of the best running offenses that we've had in a really long yes. time. So I I don't it's think good, it's good when we don't have a
1: statue standing out by the wide receiver. Yeah,
0: and Funchess also is a really good blocker. So yeah. we're keeping we're an organization. We keep those hard workers. Despite Stewart playing bad last week, we still gave him carries, which I didn't agree with. But Stewart works really hard, and he's a selfless and he's a team guy. So we always keep those players and I'm really glad that we can have an organization with like those kind of players and also that we can you know win big time on Monday night football. I don't know who thought it was a good idea to put the Dolphins on three straight primetime games but they're probably not feeling good about themselves. <laughs> yeah,
1: 40 to nothing, and then a close one with Oakland, and then 45 to 21. So Yeah,
0: the Dolphins are not good, and Jay Cutler isn't good. He never will be, and he never was.
1: Worth noting about the Panthers, Greg Olson is coming back after this week's bye week to play against the Jets. Demir Bird coming after that week to play against the Saints. A very speedy receiver who can yes. definitely take the place of Curtis Samuel, preferably take the place of Russell Shepard, who had a few drops last week. Three, yeah, a few, yeah, Yeah. three, yeah. But
0: that's why we saw my boy Brenton Burson in the game. You can a lot one catch on four
1: targets. That's pretty impressive.
0: I don't think that wasn't four targets. I'm pretty sure. I'll tell you what. On the slam dunk touchdown versus Atlanta, my boy Burson. Jumped on that ball, and it would have been a Panthers right touchdown. Right place, right time. Yes, but i I'll tell you is... what,
1: Burson's a good blocker. He's a good route runner. And he and works he, hard, He catches too. the ball. Oh, no doubt. He's he catches the a... ball when it hits his hands. Yeah. But that's the only time he catches the ball. I he can't go get it. Good.
0: He can't go get it. We can't ask too much of him. He shouldn't be the number one receiver in any offense, but I think Burson finds his role. Cam looks for him when he's on the field. You can't All miss right. him with the, the awesome hair he has flowing out of his helmet. It's really All cool. right. Let's move on to picks, though.
1: I uh, went 2-0 and last week. Benjamin I know, went 1-1. and I'm still four games
0: down, that's 15-5 right. to 11-9. Got to get my swagger back. Yeah, I'm yeah. up four games, John. This is how it's done. Yeah, but halfway through the season, I'm coming back. i 0-2 this week, What's what, what are the games that you're both going to get wrong? What's your upset of the <laughs> week that you're going to get wrong this uh, week?
1: I like the Vikings over the Rams. I mm. think Case Keenum's going to get revenge on his own team, throw for a couple touchdowns. Adam Thielen, uh, one of the best receivers in the league right yes. now, as well as Stephon Diggs, another one. I think they're both top 10 receivers. I think uh, I think Case Keenum throws for four touchdowns Again? in a shootout. Yes, I do. Case Keenum throws four touchdowns in an absolute shootout. The game could be in the 40s, but I like the Vikings to pull
0: it out. It's going to be a real shame when you get that one wrong. I would mm-hmm. actually like to see the Vikings win that. But my upset of the week, and I'm going to go back to my Super Bowl pick, the Tennessee Titans are going to defeat. Are they still your Super Bowl pick? I mean, you kind of have to stick to your preseason pick. Yeah, I mean, I you pick, can make an updated did I pick? pick. The Packers? The Raiders and Packers.
1: Yeah, but I picked the Packers to win.
0: No, you picked the Raiders No, to I picked the Packers uh, to win. You, uh, you picked the Raiders, I'm pretty okay. sure. We can go back and listen well, to Well, I'll it. eat my hat on that one. On SoundCloud, on both by teams. the way. Okay. That's a link is on our Twitter <laughs> at Packers Life and CSU. Never miss an opportunity to plug the show. No doubt. Go. So yeah. the Titans are going to beat the Steelers in my upset Not of the if week. Not a Juju
1: Smith Schuster has anything to say about it. Ah, oh, well, the Titans are going to win.
0: So what is your lock of the week that you're inevitably going to get wrong? I like
1: the Jaguars over the Browns because Jaguars uh, over the Browns. Yeah, I don't need to explain that. Jaguars What's your are lock of the a playoff week? team right now at six and three. They they're, will be. They're going. They're going eleven and good. five. Yeah, they're they gotta going eleven five. Got to get Eli Manning. Got to get Eli. Trade deadline's passed. I they're going to. They're going to draft Baker Mayfield. Ah. Uh, that would actually and be really D.D. fun And then D.D. Westbrook's going to come back, and they're going to have that connection again. Yeah. Jacksonville's
0: the new Houston in that. They're a really good team, except for the quarterback. And, and then they're, yeah. and
1: Once uh, they Baker get a Mayfield, quarterback. a lot like Deshaun Watson in the way they play, they're going to yeah, take him. I, promise. I, I would like to see
0: Jacksonville good. But yeah. my lock of the week, I beat you to it. I uh, picked the Chiefs over the winless Giants. Yeah. So I'm feeling really, 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 really good about that pick.
1: That's a hot take. So uh, The it, Giants' best receiver is the second-best tight end taken in a draft who's a rookie. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, just it, going... no
0: disrespect to Evan Ingram, but come on. Come yeah, on. The, a lot of injuries. <laughs> but in fantasy football, you and I both play that. We do this every week. So who is your... uh? Must start in fantasy football.
1: It originally was Kareem Hunt, who I'm still going to start because he's on my team. But I'm I'm going to say start Juju Smith-Schuster against the Titans. This dude has been going off recently, over a hundred yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown two straight weeks. I think he's going to have two touchdowns against this Titans
0: team. I think he's going to light them up. All right, bold bold prediction. Yeah, uh, I'm saying you got to start uh, Michael Crabtree versus the Patriots. Their defense isn't shootout. not good. Yeah, and I isn't think not good. They're not good. Okay, not good. <laughs> Bill Belichick always, no matter how bad his defense is, he finds a way to stop your best offensive weapon, and Michael Crabtree is the next man up, so he's going to go off. Who is your uh, sit him? I'm going to say Russell Wilson against the Falcons. We saw
1: what they did to Dak Prescott, like eight sacks, I think, as a team. Six by a Claiborne. Six by Adrian Claiborne. So. That was
0: only because the tackle was not Tyler Yeah, Smith. yeah, Taz he's Green. Really but,
1: yeah, I'm still going to say sit Russell Wilson. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm going to say you sit Todd Gurley versus... The team that the Rams are playing, the Vikings. The mm. Vikings are really good against the run in mm. fantasy football. You got. I, I think I think he's more of a
1: cast cat. Excuse me, a cat. Yeah, a pass catching back. And then he is a running back. He usually gets about like fifty to sixty yards on the ground, 50, 60
0: yards through the air. Well, I'm gonna say you should sit, Todd Gurley. Right. Is what you're gonna do this week. So good moving luck on. To, good thing you're not playing me this week. <laughs> well, that is that's usually a good. Thing it's always year. good. <laughs> I'm bad at fantasy football, guys. Just except with these picks, I'm really good with these. So moving on to the NBA, the Charlotte Hornets didn't have a great week. We lost by three to the Celtics, five to the Knicks, both really closely contested games. yeah Hornets are five and seven. We had a big lead
1: on the Celtics, and they were playing without Kyrie Irving, without Al, Halford, Al Horford, and, of course,
0: without Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed. I was as well, but honestly, it was in Boston. I was pretty mad. Boston's now won uh, 13 straight. Yeah, Boston's the real
1: deal. Boston's got... A terrific rookie, Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. Um Marcus Morris putting him work. Um mm-hmm. yeah, they got a, a deep That's team. the team of the future, no doubt. The the Sixers and the Celtics. Those teams are gonna run the I East love when-, when LeBron goes to the Lakers next summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he might have gone to the Knicks. Who knew? Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. So the Hornets, they're playing the Cavs tonight. LeBron Classic James. jersey's
1: coming back. I'm
0: wearing my uh, my normal Hornets jersey right now. Teal, Kemba Walker. Yeah, I like we're, it. We're
1: wearing the throwbacks tonight. Uh, I'm I'm so excited, It's honestly. on ESPN. Yeah. Looking forward. Against the Cavaliers. I was going to go, but tickets are ridiculously expensive. And And I would have missed doing the show. And I would never miss that.
0: Never so. ever. <laughs> Except next week when we're both gonna miss it because exactly. Thanksgiving's <laughs> great. So we'll be back in two weeks. But Nick Batum is finally coming back yes, for the Hornets. He's
1: starting tonight.
0: Been missing him. Unfortunately, him starting means benching Jeremy Lamb and he's been really, really good for us this season, but he'll still get to play a lot. I think that could be really good,
1: honestly, if if you bring in the second unit and you got mm-hmm. Malik Monk running the point guard, you got uh Jeremy Lamb at shooting guard, Dwayne Bacon at the three, and then uh Cody Zeller, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. That's a that's we got ten like good players worthy good of playing players. time right now. And then of course Michael Carter Williams, who I think is garbage, uh, will be our eleventh man. Hopefully well, he won't play more than Malik Monk.
0: Injuries but, have kind of gotten in the way. I from him I know. He just career. went to
1: Syracuse, so I don't like him. But, <laughs> All
0: uh, right. So <laughs> moving on to the rest of the NBA. we talked about LeBron going to New York. There was a little bit of buzz because he said that the Knicks should have taken Dennis Smith Jr. in a really an unprovoked shot at the New York organization. Yeah. And Phil Jackson, who's no longer at the Knicks. I think he was just kind of sticking up for Carmelo,
1: but he took talking about Dennis Smith into talking about how bad the Knicks are. Carmelo, like, you know, one of his good buddies, another Syracuse guy who, I mean, I don't really like that much, but, um, yeah, he said uh, that Dennis Smith should be a Nick. That they
0: messed up on their pick taking Frank Tillakina from France, and then New York played Cleveland right then. And uh, Enos Kanter yeah. had had enough of LeBron James talking smack. Enos Cantor is the biggest trash talker in the league. I don't, I don't get him, man. I, just, I don't like him a lot because he he's talks not so, good so much trash to
1: KD and like. He's got nothing on KD
0: or LeBron. I don't get it. I don't know. The best I, trash talkers don't need anything. He defended
1: John. like how good the Oklahoma City Thunder were as an organization and then, and then he was him. like loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. And then they traded him to New York for Carmelo Anthony. That was funny. And, oh my goodness.
0: The NBA is Hilarious. almost like a reality TV show. It's actually—and re- that kind of drama and stuff, that's, I love watching that. That's part of what, you know, the NBA—the helmets aren't on these players. These guys can be themselves. Yeah, exactly. And it's a player-driven
1: league. I think it's my it's my favorite professional league, no doubt. Even though, like, the Panthers are my favorite professional team, mm-hmm. but I love the NBA. I love watching the, the NBA the as um, well. Also, the Lakers and Sixers play tonight. Uh, you're going to get Lonzo versus Simmons and Embiid. Uh yeah, it's one versus two, as I said. <laughs> no, not really. But Markel Fultz uh not playing for the Sixers yeah. tonight. Otherwise we'd have that one two matchup. Uh
0: the Ben Sixers... Simmons is playing point guard, listed as a point guard. I'm
1: that... gonna tell you what,
0: Ben Simmons is gonna be an all star this year. This
1: year. Ab- oh, absolutely. With so Embiid. will Embiid. Yes. This Embiid team is got gonna be the sixth seed year, in the playoffs. Right? No, I think that was the right choice. He only played thirty one games in the first half of the season. Oh, okay. And um I
0: thought Pete- he was
1: I, he did not get his own. It was more,
0: more of a hype beast snub, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, he, was, yeah. yeah he was definitely promoting his own brand.
1: Yeah. I love players like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, I love I love Joel Embiid. He talks so much trash. Uh,
0: did, he acted like he couldn't even remember fo-
1: Willie Reed's name after the game. Yeah, he's a yeah. great
0: follow on Twitter, too. He is just yeah. he is funny. Frank Kaminsky, too, is another guy you should follow on But, Twitter. yeah, I think the
1: Sixers, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to be the sixth seed, maybe a little lower, maybe even higher. I mean, they defeated the Clippers the other night mm-hmm. in L.A., they got veteran leadership from J.J. Reddick and uh, a budding star in Robert Covington, Yeah. he, is, he set Underrated. a career high. Robert Covington is the best three point shooter in the league when it comes down to percentage and volume. When you because he's he's not taking like Curry volume, mm-hmm. but he's not taking like like a rookie's volume. You know, he's like in between, but he's got the best percentage in the Underrated. league. So yeah. the
0: Sixers are going to be good this year. Yes. Well, I am looking forward to seeing that. Watching the Charlotte Hornets play tonight versus Alonzo versus. Cleveland. And go Hornets! Go Hornets! Go Hornets! <laughs> yeah. #BuzzCity. This has been the Packers Life Sports Show on eighty-eight point one. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton, and we'll see you in two weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving.